going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times, my friends. Oh, it feels good to be back on the podcast. And by the way, side note... We got a brand new microphone. If you follow me on Snapchat, I said Snapchat. If you follow me on Instagram, you know how to post a picture of a brand new microphone. So with that being said, let me know how the podcast sounds today. Does it sound good? Does it sound bad? How does it sound to you guys? Does it sound good or bad or just, you know, sounds like it always sounded. So it didn't really make a difference that I just wasted a bunch of money. But regardless, I am excited. I am excited about the podcast episode today. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. We're not going to be talking about the current news. I mean, we'll touch on a few things at the very end of the show. But really, we're going to be trying to make some predictions about the rest of 2021. As it is June of the year, I think it's time that we just made some predictions. Because I just thought it would be fun to make some predictions. Because the year 2021 has been special to say the very least it's been a very very special year so far here's a few things that have happened so far this year we started 2021 with the capital riots in january then we had gamestop take over wall streets with the greatest squeeze in the history of all short squeezes ever then in february inflation fears got kicked into overdrive everybody started thinking like wait a minute We just printed a whole bunch of money. We just had all this stimulus go out, which first of all, everybody needs to chill because everybody keeps putting out this thing of like the 25% of the entire money supply has been printed in the last year and everybody just needs to relax. Anyway, moving on from there. So of course, there's this huge fear of like inflation, inflation, panic, panic. And of course, that led to the tech sell-off that we saw in February, the major tech sell-off. Then in March, the realization came in that the pandemic not only kept us in our house, it also shut down manufacturing for basically everything meaning shortages everywhere everywhere you looked we had some kind of shortage i mean there was a whole meeting in washington dc with like every car manufacturer and every chip manufacturer going to washington dc and then around the same time we had the suez canal incident then april rolled around and we had the techno king aka the doge father elon musk activate his twitter fingers and dogecoin went stratospheric going all the way to mars and taking everyone with it and then everybody started talking about crypto again and now when i say everyone i literally mean everyone i mean literally on sunday service i'm hearing my pastor talk about cryptocurrency my mom is talking about cryptocurrency and asking me should we invest in dogecoin by the way mom that's a no, that's a big old no. Do not know. We're not playing those games around these parts. All right. So <laughs> everyone is talking about crypto once again. That in May we had the gas shortage on the East Coast as the largest oil provider, Colonial Pipeline, got hit with a ransomware attack, shutting them down for about a week and driving gas prices, dare I say, to the moon. And now we are in june and it seems that we're starting june off right where we left off in may with more shortages this time with a meat shortage with a meat supplier jbs getting hit with a ransomware attack fortunately they were able to get everything back up and running in the next day because jbs supplies about 20 percent of the united states meat supply 
That is a large percentage for one supplier. But then also, close to the end of May, we started hearing this trickling of something called AMC. And it seems like AMC is trying to go the way of GameStop and squeeze its way to be $1,000 a share. Last I checked, it was about $60 a share, which is over 2,100% in this year alone that it has grown, which is crazy. Z, it's a lot of people that made a good bit of change going all in on AMC and getting it alive. But at the end of the day, the question is, what else can we expect for the rest of this year? It's been a crazy year. It's almost like 2021 is trying to make up for all the lost time of us just being inside all day, every day in 2020. I mean, it's been a heck of a year so far. But anyway, with that being said, this episode, like I said, is going to be making about making predictions. And it's going to be mainly about four things that we're going to try and make predictions. One is the vaccines and how that will play into us being able to open up fully and specifically focused on U.S. versus the rest of the world when it comes to vaccine. The second thing we're going to talk about is supply chain and inflation. How do those two things correlate and what do I expect to happen moving into the future? The third one is crypto. As much as some people may hate to, to think of it, crypto is here to stay. No matter what anybody says, it's here to stay. And then the last one is the consumerism. How are people going to continue shopping going into the future of the rest of this year? What can we expect from consumers going into the rest of this year? So let's start off with vaccines. This is literally the limiting factor of everything going back to normal. And no, I'm not talking about just here in the United States. Because in the United States, we've vaccinated about 50%, if not more than 50% of the entire population. However, the United States only accounts for about a fifth of the global population. Or not even a fifth. Let me get that number right. Yeah, the U.S. only makes up about 5% of the entire population. That is not a lot. Only 12 countries worldwide has been able to vaccinate more than 20% of its citizens. And the thing about a virus is, as long as it can find a host, it can continue to mutate, which means that we are not safe until everybody is safe. Less than 2% of the population outside of the wealthiest nations have been vaccinated. The U.S. has to turn from being a vaccine hoarder into a vaccine giver, not just for the purposes of aiding the world to get out of this pandemic and this crisis, but also as a diplomatic play. Because while the U.S. was hoarding all the vaccines and trying to vaccinate all of its citizens, China and Russia has been sending out their vaccines to every other country to get them vaccinated. And also, it's a soft power play. It's a way to say like, yo, we helped you out with this. So why don't you make a trade deal with us? That's what's happening. And the U.S., in order to get back on the level where the U.S. once was, because let's be honest, the U.S. has fallen out of favor in the last I'll say 10, 12 years or so, the U.S. has fallen completely out of favor with a lot of countries because the U.S. has not been on that global stage like they once were. I'll say in the last, well, I say 10 to 12 years. I'll say in the last four years, specifically with our previous president who just did all that he could to burn every single bridge that the U.S. once had. And so trying to rebuild that bridge is going to start off with making vaccines more readily available outside of the u.s so here's my prediction when it comes to vaccine i predict that biden will release all vaccines to other countries by at the latest the end of july 
I think he's actually going to do it much, much, much sooner than that. Because at that point, most of everybody in the U.S. who wants a vaccine has gotten a vaccine, if we're being honest. The only people that are standing off are people who are like, oh, my God, I don't want to get a vaccine because it does this and does that. And no shots. You can do what you want. Because at the end of the day, you can make your decision on whether you want to get a vaccine or not. But basically, everyone who wants a vaccine has gotten a vaccine. If you wanted to get a vaccine right now, you have access to a vaccine. So I think a lot of the extra vaccines that the U.S. has been hoarding, Biden is going to make an announcement relatively soon where they're just going to open it all up and start shipping it out. Now, from the vaccines, we go into the supply chain shortage. And I alluded to it earlier when I was talking about everything that has happened so far this year is we are seeing shortages on everything from oil to lumber to meat to Chick-fil-A sauces. Yeah, I mean, if you go to Chick-fil-A right now, they're limiting the amount of sauces that you can get. That's how bad the supply shortage has been. And Chick-fil-A, I use Chick-fil-A, one, because I love Chick-fil-A, but two, because Chick-fil-A is such a well-oiled machine. Like, if they start running out of stuff, you know that we really have a problem going on. And this is because the supply chain has been absolutely decimated due to the pandemic. Something to know about the way that we run the world when it comes to manufacturing is we do something called just-in-time delivery. In other words, whenever anything is being manufactured, the parts are going to be delivered very close to when they're needed. In other words, it's not something where you just stick on your shelf and you say like, oh, just in case I need it. No, 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 no. When they order parts is because those parts are going to be used almost immediately. So the world has been running on a just-in-time delivery. But when the pandemic came in, it shut down everything on every single scope and every single thing of your imagination. It basically removed the opportunity to do anything like just-in-time delivery because now the focus became, well, we can't manufacture anything because if we're still close together, that people going to get sick, people going to get hurt. And so a lot of manufacturing lines got shut down. So now that they're starting to be brought back up, what's happening is it's not the supply that we need for today's demand. It's all the supply from two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. So all of that demand has been piling up for months on months and months. So all the stuff that's coming out of the manufacturing yard now that's being shipped everywhere is to fill in all the demand from the past, which is why I think, and here's my prediction, that we are not going to see this change anytime soon it is extremely extremely hard to change a supply chain it takes decades it takes years for a supply chain to be changed now one thing that i'm automatically predicting is we're going to see a switch from a lot of businesses going from just-in-time delivery to just-in-case delivery. In other words, they'll order a little bit more than they need. They'll have a little bit go on the shelf because now the, the worry is what if we're dependent on a country that has to shut down for whatever reason, not just because we had a global pandemic, but for any reason, whether it's a turmoil going on in the country or anything like that, we need to know that we can still have supply to be able to make the products that our customers want. Now, how does this affect inflation we already see an inflation in almost everything from gas prices to used car sales to home prices as you guys know i complain about home prices all the time the question is will this be a small period of inflation where supply just needs to catch up to the demands or is this something that's going to be here to stay if you ask jerome powell and the federal reserve they're going to tell you this is just a transitionary period and once the supply catches up everything is going to go back to normal 
My answer is, I think it's going to be transitionary. However, I don't see us going back to those old prices. I don't see us all of a sudden businesses reverting and saying like, oh, you know what? All these profits we've been making, I'm just, yeah, I'm not going to take this profit. No, 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 no. Business are going to keep and try and keep their profits. And plus, I think what we're going to see is not actual like inflation where you can tell like the prices are different. What we're going to see is shrinkflation where it's going to feel like the paper towel that you bought last year just had a few more sheets in it than the one that you're buying for the same price this year. That's how inflation is going to hit your pockets. It's not going to be like, oh, all of a sudden I'm buying. It's just going to be like some of the items that you bought before in the past. You know how like your dad or your granddad would be like, yeah, the quality of products from days old was a whole lot better. The truth is it probably was because in order to keep up with inflation, some businesses, what they do is they start downgrading in order not to increase prices. They would downgrade the product. They would downgrade how good the product is in order for it to and use cheaper ma- uh, materials in order to keep up with inflation. And that's what we're going to keep seeing. We're going to see shrink shrinkflation, not actual inflation in prices. Very few businesses have pricing power. In other words, where as inflation goes up, they can just adjust with inflation, which is why when you're picking companies to invest in, pick companies that have such an amazing brand and such pricing power that it doesn't matter what inflation does. For example, Apple, it doesn't matter what inflation does. Apple can increase their prices and people are still going to buy Apple products because it's an Apple product. And so that's just something to keep in mind going into the future. Now, the next one we're going to talk about is crypto. Since the end of 2020 to the beginning of this year, crypto has been on a massive run. I mean, Bitcoin went all the way from being like $6,000 last year to being over $60,000. Ethereum hit over $3,000. This shows us two things. One, crypto is here to stay. A lot of, and I don't just say that because the price is shut up, but because a lot of businesses now hold crypto on their balance sheet because now it's becoming more regular. It's a lot more mainstream than it was back in 2017. It's now just like an other asset class. For a lot of people, it's like I invest in stocks and I also hold crypto because it's just another asset class. It's becoming something like gold almost. It's almost like people are like, oh my gosh, this is an inflation hedge. So I need to buy all of this crypto stuff, which I'm not sure that I would agree that it's an inflation hedge, but that's just me. But anyway, people are going that direction with Bitcoin and crypto and all of these stuff. So I don't think it's going anywhere. But the second reason why I say that it's here to stay is because crypto will no longer be its own thing. It's now being watched by the federal government. It's no longer trying to be its own its own entity of being a wild west. Now it's being watched by everyone. Everyone is looking at crypto. People are losing money in crypto. And whenever people start losing money, they start complaining. And whenever people get scammed, they start paying a whole lot more attention to it. So there will be a lot more regulation. And whenever anything starts getting regulated, it means that it's here to stay. Just think of utilities. Once utilities get regulated, usually they're a business that is needed by the society. So it's harder for that business to go away. In other words, now that crypto is all of a sudden going to become regulated, it's going to, first of all, do some good things. As much as people hate regulation, regulation can be a good thing because it can remove the bad actors and it can guarantee some safety. It can guarantee a few things that everyone would like to be guaranteed within it. Already, we are seeing that the IRS is announcing different reporting standards that will be required if you hold crypto. And already, we've seen the Chinese authorities completely crack down on the way that people mine Bitcoin. So it's something that we're going to see more and more and more 
of as we move into the future. Earlier, we talked about ransomware attacks and payments about all these ransomware. Every single payment has been made through Bitcoin because Bitcoin helps you keep your on your anonymity, right? It helps you keep your anonymity. And so we're going to see a whole lot more regulation. However, Bitcoin and crypto is here to stay, but not in the way that we may think. A lot of countries are going to start releasing their versions of cryptocurrencies. We've already seen China announce one, and we've seen the U.S. already announce like a white paper is being written for them to be able to issue their own digital currencies. So I think that over 90% of the cryptocurrencies that are available are going to go zero, are going to just get destroyed out but i think that there's going to be about five percent of cryptocurrencies that are going to remain because they actually have some kind of utility for something in the future other than just being a crypto token or something like that and then finally the last part of this is consumers to show how strong the demand is from consumers last week which was memorial day weekend the tsa announced the highest number of travelers to go through checkpoints with over 2 million people deciding to board a flight over the weekend this is the highest level that we have seen since the pandemic began but even more important than that hilton ceo said that 93 percent of hotel rooms were occupied over the weekend 93 percent People are extremely excited to get out. People want to go places. As a matter of fact, if you've been watching the NBA playoffs, one thing that I noticed was just how many people are in stadiums. If you've watched any baseball game, okay, wait, let's be honest. Nobody watches baseball. If you watched any baseball highlights, you will see just how many people are in stands. In fact, some stands are actually fully packed. People are ready to get out and start living life and start buying things. People are in restaurants. People are going to clubs again. People are doing all the things that they've been wanting to do, but haven't been able to do. As a matter of fact, there was a tour. There was an artist. I think it was, uh, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? It starts with a T. Uh, Ty something. Is it Ty dollar sign? Maybe. No, I don't think it was Ty Dolla Sign. It was somebody else. But anyway, he announced a he announced a tour, rather. I think it was a tour or something. Some kind of festival that he does every single year. And when he announced it, tickets sold out immediately. In under like an hour, all the tickets were sold out. And these tickets are not exactly like $10 tickets. These were like expensive tickets. But it sold out immediately. Why? The demand of people wanting to go back outside and wanting to take part in different events is extremely high and i expect this to continue at least for the rest of this year and even going into next year i expect people to have this demand to just not want to be in their house for a minute however there are a few things that i also see and expect i expect more increases in people buying cosmetics because as we go off and go outside as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure you people have probably started to notice it as well, is there's a lot of cosmetic shelves that are empty right now because as people start getting up and about, they're going to start applying more things to the face and starting to make themselves look presentable outside of their homes. I also expect that some things, as much as things change, I also expect a lot of things to stay the same. I don't expect people to take away or remove the convenience factor that they realized with online shopping. I expect that to just continue to grow and grow and grow. I also expect that home gyms are going to continue to be a major boom as we move into the future. As much as people found out that, hey, if I just want to work out, if I'm already working from home and I want to work out, I can just 
during lunchtime real quick, go downstairs and start working out. A lot of people love that convenience. Some people love the gym, but some people just prefer the convenience. I think it's going to be the same way with home theaters. I think a lot of people are spending a lot of money on electronics, which is another thing that I expect is a lot more money will be spent on people improving their home theater and arrangements, trying to make their home a little bit more of a theater environment. And then I expect people for at least for the short term, at least going into like towards November before people start forgetting again. For sanitizers and Clorox wipes to be on every single person's bag for a while. And it to actually be used on a regular basis. But I don't think that we are going back to the levels of, to 2019 levels of um, shopping in stores or 2019 levels of going to movie theaters or anything of that sort. But yeah, those are my predictions for this year. Let me know, what predictions do you have for this year? Put it down in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening to this on any podcast streaming platform, put it, uh, share with me, whether it's on Instagram, on Twitter, or just send me an email at ramblingmindshow at gmail.com and just share with me your thoughts about your predictions on what do you think inflation is going to do this year as it combines with supply chain? What do you think we're going to do with vaccines? What do you think about cryptocurrency? And what do you think consumers, you guys are consumers. Where are you guys standing? Where are you guys being on this subject? Are you guys spending more online than you are in person? Where do you think all of this stuff is going to go? Just let me know. Send that stuff out to me. And I would just enjoy reading that stuff. And then I'll probably share some of it on the podcast as well. But anyway, the last thing that I have for y'all is a big deal. It's a very, very big deal. Krispy Kreme just announced that it's going public with the ticker single symbol D-N-U-T. You know what that spells? Donut. Yeah. So this is not the first time that the glazed donut delight has gone public. It was a public company from 2000 to 2005. However, it, find, it filed for bankruptcy when people became a lot more health conscious and started worrying about the sugar and the carbs that they were putting into their systems. Shortly thereafter, Krispy Kreme was acquired by Jab Holdings, which is a subsidiary that hold that owns Panera, Panera Bread as well. And they quickly, quickly changed things around for Krispy Kreme. Here are some creamy facts. I know horrible jokes about Krispy Kreme. U.S. sales grew 17% in the last fiscal year and net revenue jumped 23% in Q1 of 2021. It went from six, it went from 6,000 Krispy Kreme locations in 2019 to over 8,000 locations in 2020, in 2021. Did you know Krispy Kreme also owns Insomnia cookies? I did not know that Krispy Kreme owned them, which I love Insomnia cookies, by the way. When they opened one when I was in college, man, we used to go there all the time. 64% of all Krispy Kreme donuts that are sold are glazed. And that makes sense because glazed is literally the best kind of donuts. Also remember, if you've gotten your vaccine, you can go get yourself one free donut a day. Like literally, you can go back every single day for the rest of this year to get yourself a donut. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, share this podcast with one person that you love, one person that you hate, and one person that you're just kind of like, eh, about. And by that time, you just share this podcast with every single person that you know. But anyway, I appreciate y'all watching or listening and i'm gonna catch y'all up in the next time remember generosity is always greater than greed god bless each and every single one of y'all and i'm out peace